Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host. Emmy Morgan, and I have my brother online, Elliot. Say hello, sir. Hello. Isn't that deep voice? Jesus Christ. Um, All right. <laughs> and it's Elliot's birthday. I'm not going to sing, even though I don't have to pay for it, because I have a terrible singing voice. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, now that you're... Oh, my goodness gracious. 56 years young. Wow. Know, right? How do you feel? Isn't that what they, isn't that what they say when... Year. Go ahead. Isn't that, isn't that what they say when, when what's-his-name shows up on your 100th birthday? 100 years young, you have to kiss Willard <laughs> Scott. Like, Ew, I'm not doing that. Ew, gross. It's <laughs> like, I've been through 100 years of shit already. Don't make me kiss Willard Scott. <laughs> I mean, that's like, deal with that in my hundredth. I'm just going to end nine. Bring Anne Hathaway and we'll talk. uh, um, How do you feel? Like, this is your first birthday as Elliot. I know, right? I was talking to a friend about that earlier this morning. Um, it, It is like, you know, they talk about how there isn't a lot of, of, there's not a magic pill in the world, but Sometimes there is, and I mm. spent my whole mm-hmm. life crazy and um, sexually repressed and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's like you're sitting there one day on the edge of your bed, and that little thing in your brain goes, damn it, you're trans, and just stop denying it, and all of that goes away overnight. I am wow. blissfully happy. It's so funny because I, this culture that we live in, every once in a while, Something will go wrong, and I'll have a bad day, or something silly will happen. I'm sorry, I'm being husky raped. Um, my, I took my dog to the dog park yesterday and created a monster. She wants to go back, and so she's doing everything she can to tell me that I need to take her back to the dog park, and she's not going today. Um, uh. But um, we, uh, the, I am like a, a completely different person. I'm comfortable with myself. I look in the mirror and I like the person I see. I'm much less judgmental. I'm much more interested in being in love than I ever was before. Mm-hmm. I, I was always kind of afraid of it. I'm much more mm-hmm. interested in, you know, in life in general. And I love when people call me Elliot. And I love, I have a lot of male friends. I, 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 I went from having a handful of, like, friends to having a squad of dudes that I hang out with that we video game yeah, together. Yeah, that's amazing. So, and it was like overnight. It's like they were waiting. It's so funny because they didn't talk to me before, but the minute I came out, they're all like, oh, dude, you got to, what's your PlayStation address? What's your Switch address? we got to do this. we got to do that. And they all talk to me all the time now. And because so you're I, you. I like, you're you're yeah, the most you you've ever been. Yeah, I have a squad of male friends now. I have a posse, as it were. I love it. And, I'm um, glad. This is amazing. 
Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm finally fucking happy. My father and I had a huge argument. My father is a, a Trumper and a serious narcissist. And uh, he finally, I was treating him the way that he treated me. You know, he, he oh. I swear to God, he spent, Ooh, they don't he like spent that. five minutes. They don't like it. No, they don't. He spent five minutes one day explaining to me how to open a sugar package. Because I'm too <laughs> stupid to know how to tear the top off of a sugar package. And I finally, I got sick of it, I so I just started treating him the way that he treated mm-hmm. me and micromanaging him and talking down to him and, you know, being nasty. And finally, in the middle mm-hmm. of a parking lot, he was doing something, and he was mansplaining something to me, and I was not accepting it, as usual. And he called me a nasty bitch and mm. um, screamed at me and the, caused a scene, and people were staring at us. And I had enough, started screaming back, and I told he said, well, I should just move out. And I said, I have been waiting for you to move out for four years. You need to move out because we don't want you to move out. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of Bye-bye. People don't understand. And, you know, I live in the South where there's, this, where there's this big attitude of, well, that's your dad, and that's just how it is, and you have to love him no mm-hmm. matter what. That's your dad. Mm-hmm. And that, no, my father has done horrible things to not just me, but everybody else in my family. I was talking to my brother, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was warning him, he's going to try to come and get in your house. You need to not let him in. And, he's, uh, and I was telling him some of the stuff that he did and some of the lies that he's currently telling. And he's like, well, you know, he tells everybody he broke my nose once, but it was more than that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my brother, when my brother was a teenager, every other week my father was punching him in the face. And, mm-hmm. you know, people uh, are like, well, you know, he's your dad, so you have to love him. No, you don't. At some point, the horrible things that they do, you know, there there was every kind of abuse in my house. There was sexual abuse and physical abuse and mental abuse. Mm. And, you know, he I cut him out of my life for a very long time, and he went on medication, and he was a decent human being for six months, enough to suck everybody back in, and then he went off the medication and mm. went back to his old behavior. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, he's an old man. Well, you know, that that's not my fault. There, and I've noticed there are things, mm-hmm. yeah, and there are mm-hmm. things that people say to you, like I, when people walk up to people who are clearly being abused and go, well, you know, it's not their fault. It's their illness. It's not the person mm. who's being, it's not the victim's fault either. And the victim should not be held accountable for that behavior. And in mm-hmm. fact, there's a saying, one of my therapists told me, if you're 15 years old and you're an asshole, that's your parents' fault. If you're 25 and you're mm-hmm. an asshole, that's your fault. Because mm-hmm. at some point we become adults. And I don't care how old he is. I, I don't care how much it's his illness. He has always had the ability to acknowledge and change. And he's never done that, even though many, many people have told him he should. He just mm. wants to be who he is. And so that is his fault. So it is his fault. Mm-hmm. If you are struggling with mental illness, do the therapy. Shush. Take the... Uh, Take the medication and stop mm-hmm. your mental illness for your problems. Fix it. And I know it's hard, and I know that there are a lot of them that don't respond immediately to medicines, and some of them that don't, but at least try. Because you're making yourself miserable, and you're making yourself miserable to people who love you. So try mm-hmm. to get help. You don't have to live that way. I swear to God you don't. Nope. I'm proof that you don't. Agreed. 
And I actually know someone um, who admitted to me that they are in an abusive relationship. Yeah. If you don't want to leave for whatever reason, well, first of all, I give all my uh, my friends advice, whether you're a male or female, because men do get into abusive relationships as well. I do. I say, I say to all my friends, leave them because that next fight could end your life, number one. And leave them because if you have children and they see that, either the child's going to continue that abuse in their adult life or they're going to hate that parent for the rest of their lives because of what they saw. Or and beyond another that. option, they may treat you the way that your spouse treats you because they see that you've allowed it from the spouse, then you're going to allow it from the child. So And, and forget the, the kids. I don't care what the kids see. Mm-hmm. You, whoever you are, you do not deserve mm-hmm. to be treated that way. No, you deserve no. to be loved and protected mm-hmm. and adored. Mm-hmm. That is every single person on this planet deserves that. Mm-hmm. Deserves, and yeah. don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I don't, right. you know, you may say that I don't know you. I know that you are a human spirit and that you deserve love, respect, and dignity, whoever you are. And reach out. Find somebody to help you. Get out of it. Don't let anybody, They're male, hotline. female. There's, right, right. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody hurt you. Mm-hmm. And don't listen to the people that are attacking you that tell you it's their fault. It's your fault. It's That's called their gaslighting. Fault. Their decision to put their hands on you is there. You didn't do or say anything to make that happen. You could call someone's name in the book. If they walk away, that's their choice to walk away. But if they turn around and put their hands on you, that's their choice to do that. If mm-hmm. you don't feel comfortable talking to me as your friend or another friend, 800-799-7233, Domestic Violence Hotline, please call it. Please. I'm, somebody- I'm begging you for your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you don't deserve to be treated that way. You mm-hmm. you deserve the finest things in life. There's mm-hmm. a poem by a guy named um, to There's a, a a guy that I really like. He's a Persian poet. Um, I could think of his name if I wasn't trying to. But the first lines of it is, "Fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would see you in better quarters." That's how I feel. Don't don't live in fear. Live in joy. Mm-mm. It's out there. Mm-mm. Don't let anybody tell you um, who or what you are long. My son, I'm, I'm yeah. getting mail as Elliot now, and my father picks up the mail while he's here because he's moving out very soon. But he's starting to mm-hmm. question it. And my son brought me in mail, and he's like, does he know? And I'm like, don't know, don't care. Because I know <sighs> that he would tell me i kill me and make me feel bad about my choice and mm-hmm. about my life and about who I am and about these all of the stuff that I've decided. And he doesn't deserve that. The, I, this is a thing that I would never understand. I've never understood. Okay, if you've got people in your life who have loved you and always been there for you and all up for you, they can tell you a million times that you're beautiful and worthy and wonderful. But if one asshole who has always treated you badly or who has abandoned you or has never been there or is a complete and total stranger tells you otherwise, you believe him. 
not these people who have earned your respect and earned the input into your life. Don't do that. Don't, don't listen to people who don't deserve to be in your life. I'm not saying never take advice or never take constructive criticism, but make sure that the people who are doing it are doing it because they love you and they want to help you be better. And, you know, there's a um, famous quote by, um, I'm going to quote a movie that we all know and love called Pretty Woman. In the movie, she said, you know, it's funny. The bad stuff is always easier to believe. Did you, do you realize that? And it's true. You're exactly right. We believe the bad stuff over the good stuff because we believe we have this saying, too good to be true. That's who. Who says anything is too good to be true? But we have that thing and we regurgitate it nonstop and we shoot ourselves in the foot that we're constantly looking for that, quote, shoe to drop. We're, we're looking for, if we're in a good situation, we're looking for that bad thing to happen so we can go, oh, see, it was too good to be true. How about just enjoying the good moment? Maybe a bad moment won't happen. You never know. Like, Stop manifesting the evil and start living in the good. Boom. Um, the poet was uh, Hafiz? Hafiz? Hafiz. I'm, I'm Hafiz. not pronouncing it. Hafiz, yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, but, yeah, I, my heart was breaking for my friends as they were telling me. And I'm just like, you know, the first thing I said, okay, you need to leave. And then the person was like, I can't because of my child. I said, you know, I said those three things about the child. And then they said, you know, yeah. I, I just, I can't. And I said, okay, well, I sent the person that 800 number, and I said, I'm always here for you. Mm-hmm. You can't make someone do something that they don't want to do. Because what's going to happen is if that person listens to me, they're going to end up going back. They have to come to this realization on their own. Here. Yeah, they're there because they're kind of in a way working through something, working through those feelings mm. of inadequacy. And mm-hmm. and you that's everybody thinks that they can fix people or change people and they think that's what helping right. people is about. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's about creating a safe space where they can fix themselves. It's about right. giving them to room to grow. And if they want advice, give it to them, but don't try to do it for them because right. that doesn't help. I actually have a quote from a woman from a woman named Mary Williamson. It's mm-hmm. from a movie called The QMB. She was used there. If you can, find this online, print it, and put it on your wall and look at it every day. This, this, this will change your life. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child mm-hmm. of God. You're playing small mm-hmm. and not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others around you won't feel insecure around you. Mm-hmm. We are meant to shine. Children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. We are liberated from our own fears. Our presence automatically liberates others. Um, I noticed when I was at work, the, the company that I worked for was not necessarily gay, positive, or negative. It was something that nobody ever talked about. But um, 
I actually, I changed over and they started calling me Elliot. And in order to explain it in a meeting for everybody in the company, I explained that I was transitioning and that I was transaction, you know, that I was transsexual and um, that they would be calling me Elliot. And I didn't want any confusion. And I shone. I, 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 I let my light shine. And eight people sent me emails going, I've been married to my, my girlfriend for 20 years or, um, I'm gay or I'm bi and nobody knows. And they people came out of the closet over this. Wow. Because when you let your line shine, light shine, other people see that light and they let their own light shine. It absolutely works. So if you are out there mm-hmm. being confident, happy, and wonderful, all of the people around you will be confident, happy, and wonderful. You will bring that out in them. Right, and to the people that are jealous of people living in their truth, it usually comes out in hatred. So you have somebody who is sitting at that meeting, thing you know, they're saying behind Elliot's back, oh, fucking tranny, mm-hmm. can't stand him, he's disgusting. It's because okay. either one, they're not educated, or two, they have something that they want to live out their truth but they're jealous that Elliot is living his. That's what happens sometimes, folks. It really does. And it's sad. It is sad. I would hate to be a white male in this country of America because not only do you hate foreigners that come in, but you also have to hate anyone that doesn't look like you, whether Mm -hmm. they're Americans or not. Then you have to stand up for soldiers, even though soldiers don't have the same ideals that that you have. Um, Then you have to hate, let's say, uh, the handsome guy at church because he gets all the girls. And then you have to hate yourself in the mirror because you are not what you perceive yourself to be. I would never want to be a white man in America. Never. I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I give you so much credit because the shit you are going to go through. That's what I tell everybody. That's what I, you know, that's what I tell everybody. You know, I picked the wrong time to become a white dude. (laughs) I mean, or maybe the right time. I don't know. Maybe the right time. But I I, will say. I've had some female female friends mm -hmm. who say, well, as long as you promise to use your powers for good. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I have a feeling that you will. Um, but I just, ugh, can you imagine just waking up and just hating everybody? Just hating yeah, no, it's gotta be and getting away with everything. You know, you may, people like Donald Trump may get away with everything. They may get away with everything, raping people, lying, stealing. They may get away with all of it, but they are alone at the end of the day, when he Living goes to bed, he might be sleeping next to Melania, or maybe she's in a different room. I don't know. But he's alone. And that is karma that I just love. I love that, knowing that this man who has done such evil and, and thinks that he can get away with anything, he can't escape himself. So, what were you going to say? There's something that I've been thinking about recently, and, and 
I, I, it might be an unpopular opinion, you know, but the truth is, is if you look at all these people who are anti-gay, usually mm-hmm. most of them get caught with a 19-year-old college mm-hmm. boy, the glory hole, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the problem is not is not them. These are right. gay men who have been told that what they are is an abomination and that they're going to go to hell and that it's wrong mm-hmm. and that it's evil and they've been indoctrinated into that. Mm-hmm. And so they grow up and you create this horrible cog- cognitive dissonance for them. You know, this, this dissonance that just between what they are and what feels good and right and natural and what they have been told is natural. And mm-hmm. so I, 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 there's a, there's a joke here and I'll go ahead and make it. So you know what? You call somebody when that happens, you call them Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's not really a joke. That's the truth. Like the truth, you know, if we, what would happen? What would the world be like? I personally, I, I, I am I am not an atheist. I'm an anti-theist. I think that the greatest evil in our world is religion. And people can tell me that it's uplifting and that it's comforting. And, and no. At the very base, every single person who is religious believes that without God, they are nothing. They are a worthless mm-hmm. sinner. They mm-hmm. are horrible. At the very mm-hmm. least, even if you're in the most progressive church, the basic yep. message is that you are nothing, nothing at all, right. until you accept God. And to me, that is horrible. You know, you want to talk about nar- narcissists. God is a narcissist, the way that he is portrayed. And I don't believe in God, so I'm not insulting him and I'm not angry with him. I don't want people to think that. But you said the way he's portrayed, so yes, you are not insulting him. Yeah, I yes. I just want people to understand. But think about, I've never understood how black people can be Christians because Christianity was used largely to keep them enslaved and abused. Mm. And it was used Mm -hmm. to justify their rape. And it it was used to destroy their own religion. I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, and if that you are, I, I, and, and it's still, it's still used in that way. The KKK is a religious organization. It's Christian. Mm-hmm. You're still being told in those pews that you are worthless without God, and none of that is true. Mm-hmm. You are right. not worthless ever. Right. And we live in a society that is based on Christian values, and the basic tenet mm-hmm. of Christianity is you are worthless. And we wonder and why we're so repressed mm-hmm. and crazy and mm-hmm. medicated. Mm-hmm. And the, the, even the term, there's a term out there that everybody uses, but they don't think before they say it. God-fearing person. Why are you fearing someone that you're supposed to revere? Like, don't, I personally, I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I don't go to church. My relationship with God is completely personal. I rarely talk about it. But my mother is the same way. We grew up. And we were Baptists. When, we, when I was about up until the age of nine, I would go to church every Sunday with my family. We were Presbyterian. Um, we went to a Presbyterian church. We went to a Baptist church. Uh, we just, you go to church, period. That's what you do. But then as I got older, 
and we moved from Springfield, Mass., which is in Western Mass., to Feeding Hills, Mass., which is still Western Mass., but like 20-minute car ride away. It was a different world. And I said, Mom, are we going to find a church out here? She's like, you know what I noticed? People in churches, they're evil during the week, and then they try to come back on Sunday and try to say, oh, I repent for my evil ways, but you shouldn't do anything to repent. You should be a good yeah. person throughout the whole week so that you feel higher than high on a Sunday. But that's not what these people do. And I said, oh, I don't want to go to church anymore. I'm good. I don't want to go to church anymore. She's like, then we're not going to go. And so, like I said, I have a personal relationship with God. Um, I have my own beliefs about him. Um, I don't press that upon people. When people say, oh, God doesn't exist, that's their belief. I'm not going to try to change their mind. Why would I do that? So um, there was a point in that. I don't remember it. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like uh, I just, mm, I don't know. Getting back to your point, circle back on that, but I did want to okay. talk about a topic. I don't know if you know about this topic. Circling back to our abuse topic, Megan the Stallion was shot in the foot by a guy she was dating, Tory Lane, and she protected him for like weeks. And she took the brunt. People were saying, what did she do to get shot? People were saying, you know, she must have done something. This woman on video is limping away from a car with a wound in her foot, and we're questioning her motive? Yep. So I feel like this is one of those times where I flash back to Chris Brown. When Chris Brown beat up Rihanna, do you know what people said? What did she do Yep, that made him put hands on her? She must have done something. And I'm like, what? I she had a vagina. We told, right. I thought we were told that men don't hit women. But yet, guess, guess who was the majority of people saying this? Women. They were saying, they were saying this, and they are the same people that when Holly Berry came out and said, I lost 80% of my hearing because a man that I was dating beat me up so bad, he popped most of my hearing. Then she was in uh, another relationship where the man cheated on her numerous times, and then she got married to a guy who was abusive. So you know what the women of the same gospel said? Well, she must be crazy. It must be her because look at all the men she surrounds herself with. Why do we yeah, constantly blame women? Why, why, why do we constantly blame women? Why? I don't get it. It's because it's biblical. It, it, is, it, it is ingrained from Christianity that if you are not a white man, Christianity mm-hmm. is not for you. Christianity is designed for white men to keep white men in power. And white women mm. are chattel. White children are to be beaten, and everybody else is to be owned. And that is... That is in the book. There was a there was a, a minister in Tennessee recently who raped his daughter repeatedly. His fourteen year old daughter mm. raped her mm. over and over again. And when they were in court, he got a very light sentence. 
because the judge said he was a good Christian man. And everybody was outraged because he said that, but it's true. In fact, according to the Bible, the punishment should have been that the daughter was stoned to death. If you go and look in the Old Testament, if a woman raped, you kill her because she's no good anymore. Women are only good if they're virgins until they're married, give you sons, and make you a sandwich. And that is biblical truth. Until you get to Jesus, and nobody in Christianity actually listens to anything that Jesus has to say. Mm. Jesus never said a single thing about being gay being wrong. In fact, there are thoughts that he may have been gay because there's a, a production made of the fact that he spent the night wearing only loincloths with um, the twin, Thomas the twin. And Mm. they believe that it's an inference that the two of them were intimate. Um, But um, Jesus didn't say anything about gay. He didn't have a problem with that. He talks over and over and over about the evils of divorce. And the reason that he talks about the evils of divorce is back at that time, if a man divorced a woman, she was thrown penniless into the street with a begging bowl and her children, and most of them starved to death or became prostitutes. And then when they became Mm. prostitutes, they became worse than lower, lowest clusters that they were worse than slaves because they were dirty women. And that's what it, that's biblical treatment of women. That is how you're supposed to treat women according to the Bible. And everybody says, well, it's not in my Bible. It is in your Bible. Go look, baby. Well, that's, I don't believe that, and, and I'm a Christian. If you don't believe that, then you're not a Christian. You know, if you don't believe mm. the teachings of Jesus, if you and that most people who claim to be Christians don't know the book. I'm an atheist because mm-hmm. I read the book. I've read all of them. You know, don't women are are worth more than that. Why do we? Why when you see a little girl, why do you say, "Oh, you're pretty. What a pretty little girl." I never say that. I always look at little girls and I say, "I bet you're the smartest kid in your class, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. When you say that to them, they glow. Mm-hmm. Because, I yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That's the message you give your daughter. Mm-hmm. What they did like in Brazil to this 10-year-old girl is disgusting. Disgusting. This 10-year-old girl was raped for four years by her uncle. She got pregnant. 10 years old. And yep. the judge ordered her you can have an abortion. Her parents were okay with it. You can have an abortion. The hospital said, we can't do this. And this is 2020, by the way. So then the judge came back and said, okay, well, there's a hospital 900 miles away. If you want to have it there, you can have it there. A female reporter leaked the 10-year-old girl's name. There were people at the hospital that were protesting her having the abortion. Not only was it yep. an abortion because she didn't want to have the baby, but it was life-saving abortion. She was going to die yep. if she had this baby to turn. August 17th, she had the abortion, but the man suspected of rape was finally arrested this past Wednesday. You think the woman bad? who Something leaked like... her name was not arrested. She leaked the name of 
She leaked HIPAA information of a 10-year-old, a minor. How is this legal? What? In the United States, in something like 17 states, if a man rapes a woman and makes her pregnant, he can later sue her for visitation rights. Yeah, I heard. Get them. I heard that. This is also the place Women, where if a thief comes into your house, gets injured, they can sue and win. So I'm not surprised by that at all. See, to me, that's different. That's property. You shouldn't be able to hurt somebody. If, if you put a booby trap in your house no, if and they, they kill hurt somebody, themselves. they Yeah, there's this guy that he yeah. broke into a house, fell through the skylight by accident, sued the people, and won. But they didn't, like, try to I'm protect sure that was themselves. no not appeal. Uh, but they, no, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have even went to a judgment for this guy. This is what screwed up it, about this place. It shouldn't have, but mm. the reason that we have the appeal system is because sometimes they're yeah. wrong, you know, and, and mm. we acknowledge that. It's like science. Sometimes we're wrong, and that's okay. We can go back to the data. Um, we're not telling you to accept anything on these. Um, but the, the women's rights in, in the United States, women make something like 75%, 75 cents on the dollar compared to men in the same position with the same education, mm. the same duty. And it's justified because men have to support families and women don't. How many single women right. are out there supporting family? The, the world has changed, and these things need to change. And nobody wants to... It, it, the people who are in power don't want to change them. It's like you talk about all these anti-abortion protesters out there. They don't want to stop abortion. They don't care about babies. If they did, there wouldn't be mm-hmm. babies in cages in Mexico. And I cannot mm-hmm. tell you, everybody else seems to have forgotten about that, but I am still so outraged about that. That mm-hmm. somebody needs to be taken out shot over that. That is, that is that a are, war crime. They're dying. Okay? That, they're dying. That is mm-hmm. a crime against nature. There was a mm-hmm. 14-month-old child in court without representation mm. in the United States of America today. You know what I mean? That is just mm-hmm. insensitive to no end. Certain Brianna Taylor, baby come matter. hit it. Let's talk, about, let's talk about common. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about hit it. You know, everybody's like, well, this little white boy, he didn't get a parade or any of that kind of stuff. No, he didn't. He got justice. He got mm-hmm. he got people, to, the police went out immediately looking for the man who killed him, arrested mm-hmm. him immediately, immediately mm-hmm. indicted and immediately sent to court, mm-hmm. immediately. On top of that, he also got, on top of that, a million dollars was raised for his family which they have donated to some sort of anti-violence crap, right? So what he got was a million dollars in justice. What did Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. get? None of that. Nothing. None, none of that. She got nothing. Her, and the she people was, who killed her got uh, administrative leave with pay. Mm-hmm. And the thing that gets me, she was a first responder. Like, she wasn't, yep. like, just this average Joe on the street, some stereotypical black woman. She was a first responder living with her boyfriend, sleeping next to him. And people say, oh, there's more to the story. You want to hear what's more to the story? The only reason why she woke up 
is because the police stormed in without announcing themselves and started firing. Her boyfriend yep. got his legal gun, legally licensed gun, and fired back. That is what happened. Don't tell me it's Which not. According to all these NRA people, it's absolutely legal. Everybody has said, don't take away my Second Amendment right. Yet when her boyfriend fires to defend himself to what he thinks are burglars, suddenly he's a thug? Excuse me? Yep. I thought you said, don't take away my Second Amendment right. He has a right to bear arms as well. He's protecting him and his girlfriend. Like, what is he supposed to do? People break in, don't say who they are. what, What would you do, sir? <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. I live around here. I live in Trump country, and we have a few black mm. men who have teal and carry permits. And every time I mm-hmm. see a black man with a gun where I can see it, I walk up and fist bump him. I'm like, do it. <laughs> you know? Oh, they love you. Uh, college, they love you. College, college humor does this, did this wonderful thing when they had the two guys, the NRA spokesman, and they're talking about all the wonderful things and how you should be allowed to have your gun. And this militant black man who looks like a black panther carrying an AK-47 goes, that's right, brother. I have the right to shoot, any, to hunt anyone I want. He goes, what do you mean anyone? He's like, that's what I said. And they look really nervous, and they're trying to, like, backpedal without backpedaling. The whole thing is hysterical. And the guy, the guy who, the actor who's doing the, the militant guy, with the, the gun goes off at the end, and he screams like a little girl. It's, mm-hmm. My goodness gracious. That's so funny. And if you have an opinion on this topic or any other controversial topic, it's totally okay for you to express that online, on social media. It totally is fine. But you thumb thugs, you need to cool the fuck down. Because... Some of the things that you say online are not the things that you would say in person, especially when you come for celebrities. This one guy, he, I, oh, I just, he, he said to a trans celebrity, you are a man and it's not going to change biologically. He would never say that in person. So why did you think it's okay to say it online? I don't get it. My brain hurts. It just hurts. I but. would see my if, if somebody said that you're not a, you're not a man, I would say, well, then it's really going to suck for you because in the emergency room you're going to have to tell them you got your ass kicked by a girl. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Eden the doll, who we can talk about that. She got attacked this, uh, last Monday. Um, She said, actually, biologically, I was born male. I didn't become a man ever. I never was a man. Being a man is something you learn through your life. Being born man, there's no such thing. Go ahead, girl. Speak that truth because she is so fucking right. And so I was... Your brain is different. Are you, are you your body or are you your brain? Because my body right. has boobs and vaginas. My brain is very male. And it's so mm-hmm. much male that everybody I've ever known has always dealt with me as a male. Mm-hmm. Other people can see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the part of me, the, the neurons that are firing, 
in my head are male neurons. There is a, a belief that uh, the reason is, is, you know, you're born with one set of genetics, one set of, of XY chromosomes, but then there are multiple hormone cascades that are done in utero that align everything, that really affect it. So though your body may be, your brain really is a male brain and a female body. Right. Or a female brain and a male body. It's just being a man and being a woman, I think, comes with experience and time. And I don't know, I guess I'm going to have to say sexual stuff comes into play with being a man and being a woman. Or am I wrong to assume that? So for me, I don't. I don't think so, I, because I am bi. Mm. But I guess my now, point I, is, calling a child a man is almost sexualizing them in a, in a way. I don't know. I feel like some. Oh, you were born a man. Mm. Was I though? Because a man has things that a child baby doesn't. So I'm con- I feel weird about that whole term. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, of all the things, I'm not a big fan of Angela Delina Jolie one way or the other. I, I, I mm-hmm. never really cared for her much. Love her. The one thing that I do admire about her is the way she's raised her children, especially her son, John. Mm-hmm. Who is not yeah. John? Chose John. No. And when that no. and and I think that's what you should do. I think that you should let your kids take the lead. When my son, when my older son was little, he said to he came to me one day and he said, "I want a baby doll." Okay. I got him a baby doll and I said, "Why do you want to be the baby doll?" And he said, "Because I want to be the daddy." It's okay for him to choose. And and there is no judgment in that either way. If he had said that I want to be the mommy, I would have been okay with that too. And mm. I your kids know. How uh, the the classic gay question? How old were you when you knew? Four years old. Mm-hmm. I knew. I yeah. Wear boys' clothes. I wanted to play with the boys. I I was rough and tumble. I preferred boys' toys. I loved cap guns. I loved you know hobby horses. I loved balls. Uh, in high school, I loved playing. We played football. We played baseball. You know, I've always known, and. Mm. If I had been four years old and given the choice, I would have made those choices. And my son, I've always given him that choice. You know, he sits, and that's okay. Right. Same. I knew it four, too. That's so funny that you say that. It's so Mm -hmm. funny you said that. Um, I knew it four as well. And I knew that, and it was... Guys, it wasn't because I grew up with a single mom, because Elliot grew up with two parents. So, not that. Um, I just felt more feminine. I felt like a little girl. I had mostly boys around me, Um, little boys around me. That's mostly what I had. But for some reason, I just gravitated towards my female cousins. My female cousin, Lynn, thank you, Lynn, for letting me play with your Easy Bake Oven, although I'm still a terrible cook and I burned the shit out of that cake. Um, I should not be anywhere near so 
<laughs> that part of this email form did not transfer over to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a gourmet chef. Ugh, I need to take classes. I, I, I need Martha Stewart I to teach me how to cook. I really do. I, but I used to I'll tell you this. I can make the best ramen noodles you're ever going to have. I put, like, spices in it, and I zhuzh it up, and I can put, cut up some chicken or sausage or whatever. I make the best ramen noodles. Oh, I'm telling you, my ramen noodles are good. And and I'm not trying to brag here, but <laughs> brag, brag, I make the best box cake and non-baked cheesecake in the history of non-baked cheesecake and box cake. Do you judge those as my, well? Is there judging involved in that? I don't I follow the recipe in my head. That I've been making non-baked cheesecake since I was 14, and that's my specialty. But my spice cake with cream cheese frosting, every time I make it for someone, they're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing. I've and I'm like, it's, it's box. I don't know why you think it's so awesome, but whatever. For some reason, I make them good. I can do marble, fudge marble. I can do funfetti. But spice cake with cream cheese frosting is my favorite to make. I haven't made it in a while. I probably should make it. But, yeah, that's my... Um, I- it's my thing. I used to do uh, handmade brioche donuts, which are like the best thing wow. ever. Imagine brioche only deep fried and covered in sugar. Um, but also, too, you're a parent making food for yourself yeah. and your child. I, oh, no. I've i had food made for me my whole life. Like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> okay, let me take over. No, I'm not going to do that. So. <laughs> I, I had to learn when I was very young because my mother mm. could not cook at all. So oh. I, I had to learn. It was a survival skill. Oh, yeah. It's not with me. That's the thing. When I lived on my own, I did, you know, when I, I'm going to be moving back on my own, like, next year. But when I lived on my own, I was on my own from January 2008 to about May 2009. I made food for myself. I didn't care. But the thing is, what I've noticed is I don't use spices normally. Unless it's my ramen, I don't use spices. Like when I would make um, spaghetti, it would be linguine with ground turkey and the sauce that it came with. I wouldn't put extra spices in it. And so when people tasted my food, they were like, oh, my God, this is so bland. I'm like, what? I like it. Now, of course, I do Cezanne. I use um, adobo. I'm sorry. I know, Goya. But, um, but you know what, Goya? Football. But you know what, Goya? A black trans woman is using your product. So there. Um, I, I don't know. I just, and I look, my other favorite secret spice. Okay, this is a secret. And you're welcome. Mrs. Dash. I love Mrs. Dash. I put it in every, like, meal that I prepare because it's just got, like, almost every ingredient in it. Love it. <clears throat> but Cezanne we have this one of my favorites stuff. now. I, don't, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it, but we have this Greek seasoning that it's just to die for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I don't know how. 
I don't know how to use all the other things like time and rosemary. I don't know how to use. I'll learn. I actually, this one guy that, that wanted to go on a date with me, he goes, can you cook? I go, uh, I can order a mean Grubhub for you and DoorDash. <laughs> I I actually, and you're, you're going to laugh at me, I actually grow my own herbs. Oh, I wish. I wish I could do all that. I, have a huge, I just don't know how to do it. I have a rosemary bush. Yeah. I have a, I have a rosemary bush and I have... um. Italian and lemon sage. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have lavender out there, but it didn't come up mm-hmm. the way it should have. Um, and I what do you put lavender in? Of sage. Uh, a lavender goes in a lot of French cooking um, in Herbe de Provence, okay. which is mm-hmm. um, lavender and rosemary and thyme and uh, um, salt and pepper. So, so one of the sexiest um, things to me is seeing a guy that can cook. So... There's one guy, and I, I don't know if you know him. He was married to um, Leanne Rhimes. His name is Dean Charmette. Do you know who that is? No. He was her backup dancer. They got married. She cheated on him with Eddie Sebrian. They broke up, and Dean stopped becoming a backup dancer. And he's like, what do I want to do with my life? And he, became, he went to culinary school, and he became a chef. For some GD reason, he is one of the sexiest people on the planet to me. I don't know what it is. Like, just to know that my husband can wake up before me, cook an entire meal, and then, like, I go downstairs and there's breakfast. I just think it's the sexiest thing in the world. I don't know why. Maybe I'm one of those people that... The weight of my heart is my, through my stomach. I'm not sure. I've always wanted to try an English breakfast because it's got like 107 things in it. I don't know. I just think Dean is one of the hottest guys on the planet. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I get up sometimes and make brunch. And, uh, you know, like brunch is fine. Yeah. Mm. And waffles and Monte Cristo sandwiches. Oh, my God. Now I'm hungry. Mm. I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, you're getting... What are you doing after this, mister? I'm, I'm going to go get my cake. Mm-hmm. Sahaj. Um, I'm going to go hold my cake. I'm going to hold for my cake. So, also, speaking of brunch, my favorite brunch in the history of brunches is this place in Boston called Club Cafe. What they do is a, uh, a Sunday brunch buffet. So you go in the line and, you know, and you go around it. You get your food. You can go. They have, you know, the normal breakfast or brunch staples, um, pancakes, eggs, bacon, sausage, French toast. Then they'll have, like, quiche, uh, spinach or meat quiche. They'll have prime rib. They'll have a salad station. They'll have a dessert station, bagels, everything. This is my favorite brunch. $17 is my favorite brunch. They reopened recently. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait for your Sunday brunch. They're like, yeah, it's it's a la carte. And I'm like, eh, no. That, no, I'm, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Because I want my fucking... I want my breakfast buffet, my brunch buffet. I want it, and I can't. 
You can't replace it with a, a a la carte. I can go anywhere and get a la carte. I can go to IHOP. Ugh, no. And I do like IHOP, by the way. Also, what has reopened are the movie theaters. And you and I both know how much I love movies. You know I do. I'm staying away. No fucking way am I going to a movie theater right now. Fuck that. No. There's still I'm not a, I'm 40. Not a, Go ahead. I'm not an in the theater. Per, I'm not an in the theater person to start with. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't I can't do that. When I was a kid, the way mm-hmm. that movie theaters used to be set up, I would always get a migraine when I was in them. So uh, as an adult, I have that connection of people like you want to go to a movie, mm-hmm. and I know that because wine and all that kind of stuff, it's not it's not going to happen. Also, I'm one of those people mm-hmm. who puke at um, uh, at uh, Blair Witch. I was sick as a dog when I walked out. Oh, yeah. The, the camera was very jittery. I actually saw and that I saw movie it in on an old dial. computer. Oh, damn it. I saw it in yeah, an old dial theater, but I walked out, I had a horrible sick headache. I saw it on a computer screen, and I just thought it was fake. And then people kept saying, it's real, it's real. I'm like, wait, it is? And then to come no. to find out it was fake, I was like, oh, see, I knew it. People yeah, go with your gut. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was all viral marketing, and I, I love viral yeah. marketing. I love editing immersive yeah. like that. But the you one know how movie, when there's something that happens when you're a kid and mm-hmm. you associate it in yep. adulthood? and it just stays with you. That's yeah. go to a theater. I, I feel that headache. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Every once in a while, I'll go. I did watch Dr. Sleep recently. Have you seen that yet? No. There is this one visual where she is floating against the earth, and they do it in the typical way, you know, like where where it's on a on horizontal, but then they turn it vertical, and I bet that was amazing on the big screen. It was um, a gorgeous effect. The only movie that gave me vertigo, I'm gonna be 100% honest. Like I felt like I was gonna throw up, was King Kong. Uh, Peter Jackson's version. When he goes yeah. to the top and he's on the tip of the Empire State Building and he's looking down, I just go, oh! and I just started stamping my feet because I'm like, I'm going to fall. It was so realistic. And I was in like the back row or something like that. I just, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like sometimes, even with Spider-Man, when I was watching it and he flies through the city, if they don't make the CGI super obvious, it gives my stomach a little turn, like just a little bit. I'm like, ooh, you know. Um, I love that. I'm not I'm motion roller sickness or anything like that, but oh, I can't do roller coasters. But that's more of fear, not like I don't get sick. But I can't do roller coasters. Love roller coasters. Love them. Oh, no, thank you. But talking about people going into movie theaters, yes, that's that's going to be beautiful, and also. Three states are currently reporting surges in COVID after Sturgis. That was brilliant. Mm. 35,000 people walking around without masks. That's great. Having sex, being drunk. That's going to happen. I'll be back along. But you know, the good thing was white people, so. Rest. rest. Why do you guys do that? Why do you guys do that? Can, Can you just wear a mask, please? And I just saw a video right before the show. If you wear a mask, that is not you being – well, let me back up. 
this woman was getting off a plane with her daughter. And, she, and everybody was applauding because everybody's wearing masks and she's not. She's like, wearing a mask is racist. What? How? What? Wait, hold on. I'm confused. She thought that she was being kicked off because of her race. No, sweetie, you're being kicked off because you're endangering people with your bile that's in your body. We don't want that. Bye-bye. No, baby, wearing shackles. No, baby, wearing shackles is racist, and there's still a lot of black people doing that. Thank you, figuratively and literally. So Um, so let's talk about it. I, I mentioned it a little bit. So here's what happened. Last Monday... Some three trans women that are big influencers on Instagram, Eden the Doll, um, Jasmine White Rose, and Jocelyn Flawless were out on a night, you know, hanging out. Their roommates, they, they wanted to hang out. They're in Hollywood waiting for their Uber when a man approached them and started taunting them. So... Just to let you know, this guy saw them and and identified them as trans women. To those guys who say, oh, I didn't know she was trans and then I killed her. Let me back up and say it one more time so that you understand. These three trans women were on the corner waiting for their Uber and a guy walks by and taunts them because he suspects that they are trans. So, he has a group of his friends come over, robs them, beats them, and shows it on their stole. He, he shows the whole event, steals her phone, and records it on her phone. Somehow she got her phone back and she uploaded it and whatever, but they're saying stuff like, tranny, that's a man. And this guy in his group, there are women in there as well. One of the men took, I think it's a, he had something. He hit one of the girls in the back of the head. She's on the ground screaming for help. People walk by in the video. A cop car, a Los Angeles police department, Hollywood district cop car drives by, sees the whole scene and keeps driving by. You see the cop look down at the trans woman on the ground and then they keep driving by. This is all in the video. These guys are laughing. They're yucking it up. They're, they're making fun of these trans women. And there's about eight of them and then three girls, I think. Two of them have been arrested out of the eight. One of them that was reporting turned himself in. Um... The people online are saying some people, most people are, you know, for them, shouting for their, you know, this shouldn't have happened. Whether you agree with transgender people, don't put your hands on them. But then there's these others. Oh, yeah. Well, we heard that they were holding hands with the guy and didn't tell him. Even if that is the case, which it's not, that's not what happened. Why did they deserve to be beaten? Are you serious right now? So, what are your thoughts on all this? Now that I've given you a brief history on it. 
My my thought is, and 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 this is I as a as a person who studied some law in 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 mm-hmm. college. Does the punishment fit the crime? Even if he was mm-hmm. holding her and, and lied to her, would would if she were convicted of lying in a court of law, would her punishment be to beat the shit out of her? Right. Or to rape her? Right. Or to out right. her? Or to embarrass her? Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't be any right. of those things. She would be fined a couple of dollars and she would go along or, you know, right. gone. But the fact that there are these innocent people, it, See, that's mm-hmm. one of the things in my head that's really strange because white women have very little power. Trans men have even less. There was a time when if I was in a place and somebody was picking on a gay guy or a trans woman or whatever, and I spoke up for them, maybe I was a sympathizer, but I was still one of the oppressors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now I'm part of that group. I'm 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 actually a gay person defending another gay person in their head. Right. Even though, you know, so that is yet another step away from my credibility. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think I should have to make the argument, and I don't think who I am or how I live should have anything to do with my credibility. Um, I was reading a case the other day that was fairly recent where a woman didn't even get to testify on her own behalf because she's a woman, you know? Uh. So in a lot of co- a lot of courts outside of the United States, like in, you know, third world nations and Arab nations, a woman's testimony is only worth like a third of what a man's is. So, mm. and being a trans woman, you have less credibility than that, and it's not fair. You know, mm. people can't. Like the other day when I was in that restaurant, and that guy was looking at me saying, "Gay people are confused and shouldn't be able to vote." Not confused. I know a dickhead when I see one. You know. Yeah. And right. I believe that trans men have uh, have a. I I am old fashioned. I am chivalric. When a lady is being insulted, it is the duty of a man to protect her. Mm-hmm. And that may be misogynistic and all that kind of stuff, but I got to tell you, if I was standing on on Capitol Hill when that man called AOC a bitch, I'd punch him. Not only did he do it on Capitol Hill, he did it on TV twice. Yeah, twice. I I would have was my duty to just walk over and punch him in the mouth because that's not how you talk to ladies. It's not what you do. No, and I know he doesn't need me to defend her. But I will, because I feel Mm -hmm. like that is my duty as a man. And I am disappointed in every man who stood Mm. around there who did not get involved. And men do that. Men do not get involved. They do not protect women. They don't protect straight women, and they they don't protect gay women. They don't protect uh, trans women at all. Um, At all. Women are taught. Black ones. (laughs) Women are taught when you are touched inappropriately, freeze and do whatever he says so that you can survive mm-hmm. the situation. And you've seen it. A woman will be in a bar, and mm-hmm. somebody has his hands all over her, and she freezes. And when I'm in a bar, and I see that, when I because I pay attention, when I see a woman freeze, I walk over, and I'm like, can I talk to you for a minute? And I get her out of the situation, because that's what men mm-hmm. are supposed to do. To me, right. and I don't want to be toxic with it. I mean, 
if you're, you're fighting him and you're whipping his ass, baby, I'll stand back and hold your coat. Right. But the minute you start to lose, I'm going to step in because that's what mm-hmm. I do. I, I hold doors. And I, why does it matter whether she's trans or not? If you say you're a woman, who cares? You're a woman. As long as you're honest right. with whoever you're sleeping with, it's not even business. This loser you, um, guy from TikTok, I didn't even remember his name because I don't care to. He said that there was a report that Megan Thee Stallion was trans. In this video, this is what he says. Megan, ugh. Well, this makes sense why Tory Lane shot her. What? Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, 12-year-old boy? Uh, who raised you? Who the fuck raised you? Uh, it, excuse me, mister. I wonder why I'm an incel. Um, uh, right. And, and I'm sorry. Story. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but this kid was clearly a homosexual. But, of course, oh, yeah. he presents as, as heterosexual. But don't talk about somebody else's situation when yours is not fully developed yet. <laughs> I think my response to him was, why is your gaydar going off, baby? Um, right. This is one of my favorite stories. This is one of the satisfying stories. They were having, um, they were having a, a, a cross-dress ball for um, UFC, which is um, mm-hmm. the ultimate fighting championship. These guys are hardcore mixed martial, have killed people in the ring, motherfuckers. And what they did was to raise money. They all dressed up as girls, and they were auctioned off for an evening to spend with somebody to raise money for charity. Now, they were not cross-dressers, but they, were, they went out and they paid somebody to actually trat them up, right? And as they were standing outside, two of them were standing outside chatting and smoking a cigarette or whatever, these two guys came by and decided that they were going to beat the trannies. So they go over and they pick a fight with these guys. And these USC fighters fuck them up, put them both in the hospital. And said, next time you decide to hit a trans person, maybe you should pick the right one. And that is so satisfying because I think that if you hit a trans person and they beat the hell out of you, you get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. I just saw a video of that. This uh, trans woman, she's, like, little. I'm talking, like, maybe 5'5". Five, five. This big guy's like, coming at her, and she's like, oh, you want to fight me? You want to fight me? Boom! She knocks him right in the head. He, he like, stumbles yep. and goes down. He gets up, and he pulls up his pants, and he kind of, like, walks away a little bit. And she's like, oh, I thought you wanted to fight me. I thought you wanted to fight me. I was yep. like, damn, girl, you get it. We're tired. We're tired. What's this? So you shouldn't tired. have to defend yourself. It's nobody's. It ain't nobody's business. It's got nothing My to do with question, that. I was on a podcast recently. Um, my friend Frank let 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 me be frank. His podcast is going to come out this week. I was on the episode. I asked him a serious question, but I still haven't gotten an answer. Can someone show me on a doll where being transgendered hurts someone else? If you can show me on a doll, we can all get through this together. But see, the problem I is, don't know. I don't get it. There's actually a way to save this, to fix this, and everybody's terrified of this. If you did sex education in elementary Now I'm not mm. talking about going into positions, toys and shit. 
I'm just saying right. if there were frank conversations about sexuality, because the problem is, is when most boys hit 12 or 13, they realize that there's a thing that's gay, and their friends mm. make fun of gay, and they're mm-hmm. afraid that they are gay because unlike gay people and trans people, they never think about their sexuality. There are never mm-hmm. those questions. They don't understand. I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many 14, 15-year-old boys have come to me and said, I'm afraid I'm gay. And I'm like, well, when you were five, did you like to play with dolls? and want to hang out with the girls? Well, no, I like to hang out with the boys and play football. Well, have you ever looked at a guy and, and found him attractive? And he's like, well, no, but I was in the locker room the other day, and, and, you know, it got hard. And I'm like, you know what? A stiff wind will make it hard. Sitting in a car will make it hard. Right. That does not make you gay. What makes you no. gay is if you're standing there and you're looking around and you're thinking, mm, I like that. Do you feel that way? And they're mm-hmm. like, no. And then, I'm, then you're not gay. And once you tell them that, they turn into different human beings. Mm. That one fear that all of those boys, that nobody ever says that to them, that these are not the things that make you gay. These are the things that right. make you gay. And if they right. went into it, they would all be very secure in their masculinity. It's like that Seinfeld mm-hmm. episode where he talks about where it moved. George is terrified that he's gay because he was getting a massage and his penis moves. Right. That's not gay. <laughs> That's just it feels good. Right, right. He is going, I would tear that ass up, boy. Come over here. That is gay. Right. That's actually that going on. I've been watching Umbrella but Academy and, and... Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. All about some clouds, houses, baby. So hot. I think that there is another solution to this. And like you said, I don't think people want to do it. I don't think people want to do it. I think that they would rather continue doing what they're doing. But if they did this, I guarantee you it would solve racism, transphobia, homophobia. It would solve everything. Ready for it? Burn down the churches. Go ahead. If we minded our own fucking business, we that would help. <laughs> if we just minded I don't need you to save my soul. Me and... The Jehovah's Witnesses are just about the, the Jehovah's Witnesses are about to find out they are screwing oh. with the wrong person. They have put mm. me on a mailing list where they are sending me handwritten letters offering me their Jesus. And <laughs> I've called down there twice and asked to be put off, and they won't take my name. They're terrified of me because I call when I'm curious. I'm like, you need to take me off your mailing list. And they're like, quick, you know. So right. if they send me another one, I found atheist tracks. And I'm going to print them out, and I'm going to staple them together. I've got four of them, and I'm going to put them on the windshields of all the parishioners. Because if you get to proselytize me, I get to proselytize yeah. you. Like, I just it's, it's, I don't understand when people try to push their ideals on other people. You want to educate? Yeah. Fine. But push? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Tell me what you believe and let me decide. And another, right. this is another interest of Christians not paying attention to the man because Jesus said, Tell them, say, I've got some good news for you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. And if they go, no, thank you, leave them alone. Mm. He says that in the book. If they're not interested, leave them mm-hmm. alone. Right. Right. The last topic I want to go over um, really quickly, obviously, because I'm sure you have to get to your cake. Um, but if- how do you feel about Kamala Harris being 
uh, Joe Biden's VP nomination. I'll let you go first, I and then I'll discuss her. how I feel. Yeah. I, I am glad he picked her because she, she, she's more progressive than he is. Um, mm. What I'm more excited about is he came out this week with their, um, with what was their, let me see if I can find it, um, their plans, basically. Oh, okay. Um, Biden, uh, I can't remember what the word is, um, platform, was their platform today. And I am a, I am a progressive person. Don't get me wrong. If it looked mm-hmm. to me, I would completely change the world tomorrow, and it would run much smoother. Everybody would be much happier, okay? I understand that the world is large. It contains multitudes, and it conflicts itself, and that everybody that, that some people have mental illnesses and being happy they couldn't handle, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to do these things gradually. I love Bernie, but... If you were to hit people with change that fast, you would give them whiplash, and they would mm-hmm. you would see another clean back to conservatism. It has to be done gradually. You have to give them one and let them swallow it, and then give them another. However, mm-hmm. he has, and people, if you are supporting Biden, you need to go ahead and um, give him some money because he under under raised. Um, they they didn't raise as much money as um they hoped as as Trump did. Trump raised more money. Mm. And historically the candidate that raises more money wins. How it is. Welcome to America. Mm. Um right. but they have they have decided that they're like gonna do universal health care. Uh, they picked up Bernie's uh free college and loan college loan forgiveness. Um, wow. And a lot of, and there's other stuff that they're still, you know, very sort of conservative on for my taste, but they need to be. Because if you went through and you just gave everybody free stuff and made all this stuff legal and changed people's rights, everybody would freak out. It would be complete and utter chaos. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. The other thing and I would I'm like on to the say, JoeBiden.com uh, website looking at all of his topics. So sorry, you just go ahead. I just wanted to say that Biden was not my first choice. Mm-hmm. I am Bernie forever. Nope, I'm mine either. But he, he's. I, I think he's going to be good. And and the thing is, is everybody's like, everybody thinks that we're going to elect a president and that's going to fix everything. It's not. We need to fix a president. The reason the country is the way that it is is not the Republicans or the Democrats. It's we the people. We've let it go on. Mm-hmm. We've tolerated it because we would rather vote for American Idol and figure out which Cardassian is prettier. We don't care mm-hmm. about the cages. We don't care about the fact that climate change. We don't want to think about those big pictures. Mm-hmm. Voting in a new president, I don't care who it is, is not going to fix the problem. After the mm-hmm. new president is voted in, we need to ask for term limits. We need to make mm-hmm. constitutional amendments. We need to, you know, we need to change. We need to. We need to drain the swamp. We need to drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to do it for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, and all these people come to me and they bitch about Biden. I'm like, how many bills did you propose this year? Because if you're not doing that, then you, you don't just send some guy up there and expect him to do your bidding. Because he's got 8,000, 100,000 people, and all of them have a different bidding, and he has to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. 
you have to go out there and you have to do the work and you have to get the signatures and you have to write the letters. That's how this works. And if you don't do that, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's our fault. Agreed. I agree with everything you say. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial reaction when I heard that he picked her, I was not happy. Um, I felt like he could have picked others, and I still do not stand behind her record as DA. Um, I have been educated because I'm not a perfect human being. I have been educated that she is aware that she was a horrible DA, and she did bad things as a DA, and she has learned and grown from that experience. She yeah. publicly said it. I see articles. I'm like, okay, if that was my only bone of contention, I feel better about it now. We can move forward. The reason and Donald why Trump I was, was like really, that, really bad DA. Oh, he was. He's disgusting. Uh, my even though I had that feeling about her, I still would vote for her over Mike Pence and Donald Trump. I don't care how, like, I care that she was bad as a DA because I know someone who spent six years in prison because of some things that she did and her office did. But even knowing all that, I felt I was going to vote for them. But I just felt... I needed to voice that opinion that, you know, she's not 100% my choice. But after and, I read and, those articles, like I said, I felt so much better about her, my vote. I didn't feel like I was choosing against Trump. I felt like I was choosing the right choice. Her and Biden yeah. have things in their plan that align with how I see myself living in America. So I feel a lot better now. Yeah. Totally. They're going to get us back in the climate accord. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they made a lot of concessions with Bernie for his endorsement. Yeah. And Bernie endorsed yeah. him. And all of you people mm-hmm. out there who are going to write in Bernie, Bernie has specifically asked you not to. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. And he um, yells too much. Yeah. <laughs> Why I, is he always Bernie is passionate. Calm down with the passion, Bernie. Gosh. Why are you screaming at him? No, my first choice was always, it was Yang and then it was Elizabeth Warren. So when they both dropped, I was like, oh, I don't know who I'm going to vote for then. I don't know who, because I... I was was Bernie Elizabeth. Yeah, but whatever. And then I thought, and then I thought that Joe would choose Elizabeth. And then when he didn't, I'm like, well, who the hell could he choose? Stacey Rogers? And they're like, no, they're, she's going to choose Camilla, Camilla. And I'm like, no, no, please don't. Please don't. And, and my friend who knows her, who dealt with her, be, well, doesn't know her. What happened was this man was in prison for six years for a crime he didn't commit. It was mistaken identity. A witness was paid to lie and say that she saw him. She then came out and said, you know what, I I actually didn't. And then proof, there was no DNA proof linking him to the crime. So he got off, fought the charges, and he was like, okay, fine. 
Now that I'm free, I'm also going to sue the fucking city. And he sued the city and won. So I, I was always when it came to her, Kamala Harris. But now, again, I'm, I feel better. So. What is that? <laughs> it's me. Hello? I'm sorry. Hello, can you hear me? Um, I yeah, think I that not picking Warren. Was, I think not picking Warren was strategic. I think that he's going to leave her where she is because he wants her to do yeah. um, um, house, either house right, with right. or depending mm-hmm. on, which I think made sense because she's got a lot of power there. People think the president mm-hmm. has a lot of power. He doesn't. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, Trump is abusing his power because, you know, yeah. they're not supposed to write that many of those presidential. The one that I want I want to say this as far as I'm, Melania Trump is the human equivalent of syphilis. <laughs> she's strange. She's a strange woman. I feel bad for her. But I'm she's strange. I do not feel bad for her in the least. I hope yeah. she has to screw him every night and look him in the face. I hope that he dances naked for her. I do. I really do. I hope that, yeah, she is a piece of trash. She went down, when they when they had the tornado down in um, Texas, I think it was, she showed up mm-hmm. in a coat that said, I don't care, do you? And from that moment on, I've just detested her. I really do. I I mm. hope that I hope that in hell, she has to sleep with him every night, every single day. I hope that is her hell. I really with a pineapple. I do. I I cannot stand her. <laughs> I do like all of them, and everybody's like, I feel sorry for her. No, no, she is worse than any of them. She just she changed really the rose garden. Did you see that? Horrible. What she did to the rose garden. She, my this, friend goes, she took out all the color, and I'm like, you're right, she yeah. did. She took she out did. all of and the color in the rose garden, all of it. For the past 70, 60, 70 years, Jackie mm-hmm. Kennedy has been synonymous with grace and elegance and sophistication all over the world, and that mm-hmm. cunt, pardon me, came <laughs> through and destroyed. And this woman, have you ever seen pictures of their house? Have you ever seen pictures of their no. house in New York City? It looks like no. two trailer park rednecks won the lottery and walked in. Here's a bunch of fancy stuff. Gold like my new teeth. That's classy, ain't it? It's horrible. It's all gold gilt and ugly-ass furniture, and neither one of them has any taste whatsoever. I am terrified mm. that she's going to start throwing out Jackie's China. I really am. I'm going to take this to Goodwill. Okay? He's just the first. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She just, breathing offends me. When she breathes, it offends me. I think that she should be deported back to wherever the hell she came from. I really do. I'm not sure if the Trump, like, when Trump's brother died, everyone was like, oh, that's so sad. And he was like, he, he was a good man. I don't think that his family liked him. Like, more and more family family. members are coming out saying that they don't like him. His daughter came out yesterday, and she was like, he's a terrible person. Who? Or his sister. 
His sister came out. Oh, his sister. Yeah, his sister. Yeah, and he's a liar because she got. She had there was some audio recording where she's like, "Yeah, he's privileged." Well, paraphrasing, he's privileged and he's a liar, and he thinks that nothing can ever touch him. And then of course his niece um, can't stand him. So it's just I don't know, guys. It's your family, your big, huge, rich, wealthy, privileged family doesn't like you. I would take a look at that. And I'm not saying every rich, privileged family should have some sort of accord, but this man says he's a prophet of God. He's here to do God's will. And he does things that are just so weird. Like he wanted a court to state that uh, people on social media couldn't disagree with him. What? That's not how it works, sweetheart. He wanted to block the health benefits of trans people. And the day before it was supposed to go into effect, the court was like, uh, no, you're not going to do that. Thank you. Go sit down. Like, this administration has been a whole bunch of people running around undoing everything he does before it, before it actually happens. Uh, they, really, they, yeah. undo, they try to undo everything, but they're not doing anything original. They're not doing one thing original. I don't, they don't have oh, time. Wait, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm sorry. He's going to um, make sure that Susan B. Anthony's verdict is overturned. I forgot about that one. Sorry. Nobody cares. That's kind Nobody. of an insult to her. Did you do any research on her? No, I have. <laughs> I he feel didn't, like and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Last week, she would have been insulted by that. She considered mm-hmm. that to be a travesty, and one of the things that she used as basically a soapbox to get the things mm-hmm. from women that she got. And him right. in him pardoning her invalidates all of that. And it's really insulting. And the Susan B. Anthony Museum said, no, thank you. We don't want your pardon. And they refused <laughs> it. I it, feel like, he literally especially has this past, people. Mm-hmm. This, this past week, I feel like there are three harried people around here who are his handlers and are try, are supposed to control what he says. And at some point mm-hmm. last week, they all just sat down and said, fuck it, I quit. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I see them as having nervous people with glasses of bourbon and, yeah. get, like, drinking, just shooting them, going, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. Mm. And just let him say. Just let him say whatever he's going to say. Just let him say it. So, Mr. I President, like... why are you closing them? Because we, we're doing voter fraud. That's why we're closing the post office. And if we leave the post office open, then our fraud won't be successful. Right. He basically said that. Like, on TV. And here's the thing that terrifies me. Did you see the post that he put? Save the post office. Why? Why would you put that? You, I... (laughs) I'm so confused by him. Here's the Mm -hmm. thing that terrifies me. I have absolutely no faith in the American voting public. He's trying to cheat, and they're letting him. Why are we mm-hmm. not protesting at the post office? Everybody's like, well, those postal people, they should stand up. No, you've never worked at the post office. Those people are not going to stand mm-hmm. up. They need to know that they are supported by us, or they're not mm-hmm. going to do anything. Have you ever mm-hmm. been in the post office? It's no, horrible. I, I, I know why those people occasionally go crazy and shoot up the place. The, the pressure mm. in those places is ungodly. They have a bunch of people on management, and over in all of them, 
they have these catwalks where you can't see if anybody's in there, but they're told that they're under mm. constant surveillance. And if a piece of mail falls off a different sorting machine and they touch it, they're going to go to jail for 20 years. And there's a constant uh. threat that you're going to be fired or laid off. And they do all of this mm. mysterious stuff. Like they have people come in and just sort of walk around looking suspicious and don't tell these people why. They, they, there is a level of paranoia already in the post office. They're not going to say no. They're all terrified. You know? I know. I worked in the post office doing a study for weeks. I watched them. They're terrified. And, and, and most of them are veterans. You know? It's a recipe for disaster. I don't expect them to stand up. We need to stand up for them. Right. And I read right. an article. You're right. Doesn't matter. This, all the sorting machines are so broken that no, they can't be put together, so the damage is done, and there's nothing you can do to repair it. That's why they're backing down because they did enough damage that they've sabotaged it, and it won't work. And we can't mm. fix it fast. Mm. Wow. And I just I could not believe that a man would go on TV, evil plot, and we sit there and we're just gonna listen. And we record. And I love the guy. I don't know what the reporter's name is. He said, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact thing. Hey, um, Mr. President, how do you feel about all the lies that you've told? He's like, who? No. No, he said, what? The lies that who's told? You. And then Trump looks at him and goes, yes, somebody else. He did not answer the guy. The guy went right for his jugular and he like a Bitch baby, back down. Trump is a narcissist. I loved it. Mm-hmm. One of the things yes. about narcissists, here's the thing that nobody really understood, and this is very telling of his narcissism. Narcissists occasionally have moments of clarity, and they're very mm-hmm. pathetic when they do. It. Very, it, mm-hmm. it breaks your heart to watch them. The last mm-hmm. week, I think, or the week before, Trump had his moment of clarity. He got up and he goes, I don't think people like me. Mm, I remember and that. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. why you don't like him because he's surrounded by, by right. a bunch of people who are telling him, if you do this, they'll like you. And so mm-hmm. he does it, and then everybody gets more angry. And he doesn't realize he's being used because he's not that clever. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that I don't think that Donald Trump is the orchestra of any of this stuff. He is surrounded Me by Pence, one. Pence and Putin, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if those were my buddies. I have a feeling, and I've said this from the very, very, very beginning. I have a feeling that the people that handle Trump tell him to do these things and then giggle. I, I think that they're making him look bad on purpose, but he's not doing anything to stop them because he's believing them and he's not. Yeah, that's, I truly believe I, that. That's not what's going on. They all have an agenda, and they all mm. realize that they have a certain amount of time to get their agenda put through. Because if you sit down mm-hmm. and you look at all the things that you can come out about, all of it is evangelical mm-hmm. Christian. People don't realize that 20, 25 years ago, Pat Robertson, I read the article. He said that evangelical Christians needed to infiltrate the government in order to bring about God's kingdom on earth. Mm. And if you sit down and you look at all the stuff that Trump has done, it's all evangelical um, agenda stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mike Pence is evangelical. Mm. 
So this is this is all Pat Robertson, and I don't believe in hell, but in his case, I hope there is one. Because Pat Robertson is a piece of shit, too. No lies there. He's hit more people than Hitler. Mm. But we're not ready to talk about that, are we? Um, before we wrap up, two things. One, Eva Mendez moment. Do you have anything that happened that was good other than your dad agreeing to leave? <laughs> that what? Other than your dad agreeing to leave? <laughs> I got a new car. It was like, I looked and looked and looked for a new car, and then I called a friend of mine. She's like, go to this guy and talk to him. I walked in. He didn't do a credit check. He said, give me $1,500. It's $250 a month. That's what you want to pay? Pointed to a car. should take that one. <laughs> so, is it one you want, at least? Um, You know what? I really want a truck because, you know, yeah. I have a tiny penis. Don't tell anybody. But um, he said, I, I was looking for something for six months to get me back and forth to work. And I said, after that, I'll probably come back and, you know, he'll have time to find a truck for me. But, yeah, mm. it's a nice car. It's a nice. 2009 Rudemi. Uh, Honda Civic. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm proud of Pencil. you. It's legal. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I don't know how to explain this. I don't... All right. You know I believe in karma. You know I'm big on karma. Yep. So, last Monday, I... um went back to my apartment, my old apartment. I had the day off. I, I'm in. I'm doing HPV trials, so there's three shots that you get. This is my second shot. I got it in my arm, and, you know, I was all kinds of happy that I got my HPV shot. But I hadn't been to Boston, actually, in three weeks. I moved July 25th, and I hadn't been back to Boston since then. So I went to Boston for the day. And I called my, the guy who did my pictures for my apartment, I called him and I said, hey, I'm going to be in the area. I can drop off the keys for the apartment. Is there anybody living there? Or do you want me to just, like, drop it off, like, in the hallway? He said, nobody's living there. So my Eva Mendez moment came where I was like, oh, so the property manager did nothing for two years. This guy above me couldn't stop making noise. And when I would report him, nothing happened. And now the apartment has been empty for almost a month. Karmic justice. I hope that the person that moves in or the people that move in, I hope they have a grand time. I hope they're happy and all that. But for right now, I have karmic justice. For a month, they're not. They don't have tenants. And... I actually thought of leaving a note in one of the built-in drawers about how bad the place was, and I said, no, I don't want to do that. That would just fuck my karma up. I'm just going to move out, and just, that's it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I left it in the hallway, and I'm just, like, giggling to myself, like, see, that's what you get. That's what you get. So he's pro- I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I was happy. Um, any shout-outs? You want to give? Dude told me my car. My friend, Lisa Jordan, who turned me on to this dude. Pretty awesome. Thanks, Lisa. You're and my best. friend, Steve Nico, who came all the way up from, like, 
50 miles away to drive me around like a car. That was awesome, too. Oh, that's awesome. There are good people in this world. There yep. really are. Um, I would like to give two shout-outs as well. Um, one shout-out to my friend Jason Craig. He is somebody, well, I say friend. I've never met him in person. But we talk almost every day for the past two years. He's one of, he's one of these people who puts, like, content on his on his IG that is just so like it's always positive. He's never ever put something negative on his IG and I'm just like wow, you're amazing. And for some reason I really appreciated him last week. I'm not really sure why last week, but I just think he's cool. I told him I'd give him a shout out. So. Oh, he's also going to be one of several husbands that I married by the way. I'm not sure which number he's going to be, but he's going to be one of them. So just keep that in mind. Um, my other husband, oh, he lives in Las Vegas, and he's like, it's funny. When I first started talking to him, I'm like, this guy is probably a dick. But I'm just going to tell him I'm a huge fan because he was on a TV show that I watched, and he is one of the nicest guys ever. Um, so he's one of my American husbands. Now, I do have a British husband. His name is Dean S. Jagger, and that he is the cat's meow. Go follow him on Instagram. He is, like, he's one of those guys where I think he was popular in high school, I think. But as he grew up, he got, like, more and more handsome. And I think that when someone tells him he's handsome, he, like, gets all shy about it. So he's... he's like this handsome shy guy, so um, and of course he's one of the funniest people that I've talked to. But those are my two shout outs to two of my husbands. That's my British husband, who I hope makes me a, a full English breakfast one day. Have you seen those things? Does it happen? Um, a full English breakfast. Oh yeah, there. You know, some of those sausages scare me. Why? Because I don't know what's in them. Oh, you mean the black like pudding? Blood yeah. sausage. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay, so a full English breakfast consists of bacon, fried egg, which I love fried egg, sausage, mushrooms, baked beans, toast, grilled tomatoes, accompanied with um, tea and coffee, it also has black pudding, um, which is a type of bread, I think. Or no, it's a type of blood sausage, sorry. Um, fried bread sometimes or buttered toast. Um, sausages over there are known as bangers. So when you hear bangers and mash, that's sausage and uh, mashed potatoes. Um, I don't know. It looks so good. Yeah, the fried tomatoes are a little weird. I I still have to try a fried green tomato. I still have to try one. Ever since I was oh, a kid, I've mm-hmm. I've been sort of I've always leaned towards vegetarianism anyway, and I have mm-hmm. I have all kinds of food. Sometimes if I sit down and I think about what meat or eggs are, I can't eat them. Or milk. Milk bothers me sometimes too. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell if I'm a because I start craving that kind of stuff, but um, mm-hmm. really. 
I I like like a Mediterranean breakfast, or I, I can do an American breakfast. I I'm funny about pork. I don't eat a lot of pork. Um, I'm not a baking. A lot of people don't. Mm. Yeah, and which is funny because a, a lot of people do it because of trichinosis. And in the United States, you can eat raw pork mm. and you won't get any diseases because it's very clean. It's beef that you're going to get sick from. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that intellectually, but still, I ain't eating it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to go somewhere like around like in Massachusetts. I know that there has to be a place where I can get a full English breakfast. But, yep. I mean, having Dean serve it to me would be awesome. I have a thing with Dean names, I think. I don't know. Most of that stuff comes out of a can. The fried egg should be the shush. hard part. Shush. Shush. I'm just saying. Don't ruin it for me. Damn it. I'm, I'm literally on the website looking for full English breakfast in Boston, Mass. <laughs> Oh, there is a place. There's an Irish pub. In yep. <laughs> I knew that there would be. Yeah, like I there's knew, not going to be a full English Boston. breakfast in Boston. I know. Yeah, I was just thinking that just now as I was saying it. Mr. Doyle. I heard. Doyle. Interesting. I, Go ahead. Duel. Oh, duel. It's O'Duel. Dooley. Dooley. Um, sorry. D-O-U-L-E. It's O'Duel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand that you guys aren't social distancing. You're all just standing wicked fat pat. <laughs> True. True story, unfortunately. Um, except I am so happy I'm not in New York because the sewer rats are coming up yep. to customers while they're dining outside because they're not getting yep. the normal food. So I'm really happy to be in Boston where that doesn't happen. At least I haven't heard it. It's also so that humans haven't been out as much. And rats are really smart. Rats can look at people and they can tell if they're aggressive or not. They can read our behavior. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so the people who are out aren't as aggressive. That's why they're approaching Mm. them. Yeah, no. I I I gotta tell you, I live in the country Mm -hmm. and Mm. Because we live out in the country, we get critters occasionally. And recently, Ugh. somebody tore down an old building, and there were rats living in it. And one of them got in my house, Ugh. and it was a baby. Ugh. I've kept no. rats as pets for years, so no, it would you. it would come up and it would look at me, and I was never really aggressive towards it. I finally the huskies got rid of it because I knew that was going to happen, and I didn't have to be the bad guy. But mm. at one point, I had a banana peel on my bed, and I look up, and it's sitting there nibbling on the banana peel, looking at me. And I looked, no, I said, no. what are you doing? And it realized, no. and it turned around and it ran. But it would it no. would come up to me. I get that with the, the field mice, too. The field mice will come up to you. They they will get acclimated enough that they will actually climb up in your hand. Mm-hmm. Chipmunks will also <gasps> do that. No. No. They're, they're among the few not. wild animals. Um, squirrels will not let you put your hands on them, but they will sit on your feet. But chipmunks will climb up in your hand and they'll climb in your head. Um, oh, my God. In oh. fact, there are places where that's a tourist attraction. There's a place in Colorado where they sell peanuts, and you go and you sit, and the chipmunks will climb up on you and take the peanuts. Absolutely not. <laughs> See, I that, like that animals like horrifying. 
No, oh, I don't please, like, Snow I don't White. Like you deal with that. I'm, I'm just going to be over here. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. Are you? Oof. Well, that is all I've got. Do you have any final words? Sign off. It's my birthday. Send me news. Yay. <laughs> when you put that on Facebook, I was like, this is classic. Him. Like, you see, I've had like 20 people. I've had 20 people put up pictures. My favorite one is a woman send up a thing with like five nude lipsticks. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, they're okay, about it. I love that. They're I hysterical. The people... I have the best Facebook friends, and they are hysterical people. I love them. <laughs> and me knew. That's hilarious. All right. Well, enjoy your birthday. Thank you. Oh, I also I have a fundraiser yes. for the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. I've made $88 so far. Post it up. Post it know, up. right? I need to. Yeah. I have a couple of times today put up there we, again. Where can we donate? What's the link? Uh, uh, it's on my Facebook. Um, see if I can find it. Will you send it to me and I'll really? send it out? Yeah, you know, people can Facebook fan me from you, but I will. I'll send it to you. Okay. Once again, guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Happy birthday for my friend here. Love him. You, baby. Hope he has an amazing, amazing birthday. And I can't wait for that dad to get out of there. The only thing would be better <laughs> if I got late. You know. so, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember what you sent me in text messages? I was dying. Wait, would yep. you say, like, um, something about ho? And he's like, go. Yeah. But that's appropriate, too. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, he is so funny. I was a so kid that used to have the saying. When when I was a kid, the guys used to have a saying that I'm so horny, the crack of dawn looks good. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, on that note, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have an amazing Sunday. Bye for now. All right, bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.